Welcome back to the Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman, sitting in front of me. She was here last week. She's here this week. Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sal? I'm going to do something I haven't done before on the podcast. Oh, really? Whoa! I just cracked a, a beer. You just cracked a, cracked a beer on the pod? Uh, I can't leave you hanging. Cracked a Vizzy. Cracked a Vizzy. Cheers. Let's go. Cheers. Oh, can we? Yeah. There it is. Yeah, we got it. We got there. I haven't ever had this beer before. It's called the Hef. Which is a Hefeweizen, I would presume. It is. Yep. I think it's from somewhere in Ohio. So it's, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah careful. Survey says? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Looks cool. What's the, uh, what does it say on your fingers? Uh, Bonehook. Bone, oh, that oh must Bone Bonehook's good. I know Bonehook. Bone okay. Hook Brewing Company. Columbus, Ohio. I can't read that. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> okay. I just spilled beer all over myself trying to read the can. That shit. was that was that was perfect. That was perfect. Right. Um, you know, this actually works great because I've gone through multiple T-shirts today. Okay. Because right before I came and recorded, Fritz. Had his first ever blowout. Oh, no. Do you know what a blowout is, Brett? Does it have... It, which end is it? It's where you shit your pants. Yeah, okay. So he shits his pants all the time. Sure. Into a diaper. But this, like, ex- escapes the diaper oh. onto his car seat, oh. onto my arm. Oh. And he's never done it before. Like, he, I've, I've somehow avoided it. And, like, I hear these stories, these, like, urban legends, not really urban legends, but, like, of right. kids that it, like, happens. And I was like, God, we're just so lucky. Like, he just doesn't do that. And. Man, that's tough. It was. I'm sorry. All over. That's. I just feel like and until. It, it's like once. It's also, like, <laughs> it's on everything. So then, like, you're trying to get the clothes off of him. But then it's, like, going everywhere. It just, there's, like, no good. Uh. I literally just had to get in the shower with him. Yeah, like, at that point, you just kind of, yeah, it's like a, he's like a football. You're yeah. just like, yeah, just got to wash off the ball. Yeah, like oh. just was holding him like in the water like this. like. <laughs> and now, so I had to change shirts. Yep. Well, I really had to change all my clothes. And then um, yeah. I just got beer on the shirt, damn it. But Good it st- it hot is. start. Mm-hmm. We're doing hefts. We're doing vizzies. Randy over there, he's doing. Uh, liquid IV, I think. Liquid IV? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I just didn't, I didn't know what that was. Let's it's like hard to talk shake. about shit one minute into the podcast. No, it's okay. Well, we'll we we got, there's always room for for shit talk. Uh, Talking shit on this podcast. If you're new here, you may be wondering what is the Mail-In Podcast. It's the uh, podcast where Sally and I discuss your skincare routines and uh, talk about baby shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do our best to answer your questions because you may run into situations in your 20s or 30s that you need some help with, and we're here to do just that. Get a laugh in. Maybe walk away with something useful. Um, how can you help us out? Tell a friend about the podcast. One of the easier ways to get into washed media, I think, in my opinion. Send them a clip, maybe a segment that makes sense for their situation if they're going through something similar to what we talked about. Give us a subscribe on iTunes. Maybe a follow on Spotify. It's the same kind of thing. You just get podcasts delivered to your uh, to your channel, whatever it's called, your feed. Hit the hotline number, leave a voicemail, 888 888- 362 M A I L. That's 888 362 6245. Or you can write in, excuse me, that's the busy talking. Write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail Podcast. Sally, before we get going, 
I have a very important question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing this a few times, right, Randy? Once or twice we've run back, and I've had a lot of fun doing episodes with you. So will you be my co-host? Wow. I was not expecting this. Yeah, actually I was. Yes, I will be your co-host. Let's go. She said yes, Randy. He didn't even get me a ring, though. So we're going to Tiffany's after this to pick something out. Yikes. That's uh, it's a co-host ring. You wear it on your right-hand pinky. Right-hand pinky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Is there a Tiffany in Austin? Well, he can get the domain. That makes sense. Everything's at the fucking Do domain. Do people go to Tiffany's anymore? I have no idea. Me and my buddy, uh, shouts to Matt, we walked into a Harry Winston, the, the New York one, one time, mm-hmm. and acted like we were a, uh, a, a gay, gay couple. couple. Yeah. And we're like, oh, like, yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys got? Like, what's in the back room? And uh, turns out they have some cool shit in there. So uh, this is just like off topic, but uh, we're, we're planning a trip to New York right now. Yeah. My sisters and I. Very and cool. And my mom and my nieces, little girls. Probably Christmas trip. Ooh, American like, Girl doll store. Yeah. They're yeah. too old for American Girl dolls. Ooh, never but mind. We are going to like hit up the plaza and like yeah. the Rockettes, like do the whole whole thing. Yeah. And I was joking earlier when we were trying to pick out a hotel, like, why don't we save money so mm-hmm. mama can get herself a brand new purse? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister was like, you're going to hit up the Chanel store on 57th. And mm. I was like, I got Chanel taste, but like a coach budget. You know got what I'm saying? It. Like a coach or a Michael Kors budget. Like, right. Sure. Um, I got you. But And then I said, well, maybe I'll just go to Canal Street and get a little mm. knock off. You can always do that. But then I heard from my Uh-oh. sister, she read some horrifying article about how all of the stuff on Canal Street funds terrorism. <laughs> what? <laughs> So uh, we're gonna have I to mean, get. To I, be honest, I probably wasn't gonna buy a knockoff, and like I'm sure Canal Street, there's like many more issues with it besides funding terrorism. But like now that I know we're funding terrorism, I'm like, well, shit, I'm not not trying to get like a free or like cheapo. Yeah, like especially you know, in something. the case that it funds terrorism. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, let it let it be clear. I am anti. I'm anti terrorism. Terrorism. Also anti funding terrorism. I'm also anti terrorism, but I'm okay. like anti funding it. You know. Got it. Yeah. 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 Cut off their supply. I'm, we're, if if uh, circling conspiracies is listening, I'm gonna have to get him on this case. Connect yeah. the dots for us. Someone tell us. Give us a diagram. That being said, uh, I'm I'm happier with my co-host now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well. That whole roundabout thing. But if you also want to buy me a co-host like gifts, like a. A bag or something. I'm down. Got it. Too. What's uh, I know I know YSL, hot in the streets as far as badges go. Yves Saint Laurent, mm-hmm. coach. I I don't know the the rankings. Coach I don't know the tiers. Like, not as nice as like Le Baton. Those are more shoes. Okay. Like, red red bottoms, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Like a Chanel is like a classic. Like, um, Celine bags are nice. Dion? No. <laughs> what if Celine Dion just had like a bat, like a handbag line? Literally, what I thought. Like she had her own bag line. No, Celine is a brand. Got it. She you know could. Who does have their own handbag line? Who? Her? Who did? Uh. Monica Lewinsky did. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for her. Well, we're. I Will I support girl bosses and capitalism. An American crime story. Yeah, because of the things that happened. Right. Uh, or didn't ale- allegedly happen. Right. But it's like a dramatization of what happened. Yeah. And you're probably too young. 
And so is Randy. Yeah. Adam definitely wasn't even alive when it happened. No. He's not even here. No. But, like, I was almost too young. I just remember, like, the names of the players in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew who Monica Lewinsky was and who, like, Linda Tripp and, like, Ken Starr and all those people were. Hillary. But didn't really, like, understand what was going on. Yeah. It's, like, wild to look back on it now. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's before before I could register like world events. The first one I clearly remember was um, 9/11. Well, 9/11 I I was like well well aware. But the like the changing of the decades, or excuse me, the millennium uh-huh. was the first like, oh, this is a big deal outside of my classroom. Being like, oh, it's 2000s coming. Yeah. And Y2K and Remember shit like that. Remember when people were like flipping out about the See, clocks? I, I don't because I was four or five. Yeah, yeah, I was five. So I don't remember like that. The conspiracy theories around it, I don't remember. I just remember being it like seeing it everywhere. 2000, like change of the millennium type of thing. Yeah. But it really um, like wasn't. It was like we changed the millennium like in 2001. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because you don't. I see that there's a whole base ten, base twelve thing we can get into as far as counting goes. If you want to, I'll go down that road. Base eight, people are saying is the best counting system. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, wow. What was the first? Was so that was kind of the, your first like world event that you were to um, remember. Nine eleven is is definitely on my list, but like two thousand, two thousand. Oh, the two thousand Olympics in Australia. I remember watching a bunch of that. Was two thousand Australia or Athens? Athens was 2004. Oh, you're right. Okay, actually, one of my first world events that I remember okay. was the 1994 Winter Olympics. So I was five. Ooh. And it is was that, the Nancy uh, Kerrigan, Tanya Harding debacle. Like is that I, in Lilyhammer? I don't know where it was. Fuck. I think 98 was uh, Japan. 98 was not, you know, uh-huh. 96 was Atlanta, 94, I want to say Lilyhammer, Norway. That's possible. All okay. I remember is, like, I was young enough, all I wanted to do was, like, watch ice skating, figure skating, and I remember the, like, drama that was happening between Tanya Harding and yeah. Nancy Kerrigan. That was, like, probably oh, yeah. one of, like, the first memories I have of, like, you know, not my own family. Yeah. That's that's tight. That. Good, uh, good thirty for thirty on that whole thing. I mean, obviously, then like two years later, it was like Dream Team in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. The ninety, the ninety, ninety two, ninety six basketball teams were pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid. I'm talking about the gymnastics dream team. Got it, got it, got it. I'm that's about that's very Dominic Mucciano, Dominic Dawes, Carrie Strug. That was very mansplaining of me to assume when you said <laughs> Dream Team that you meant the basketball team, and I apologize. It's okay. Wasn't the Dream Team basketball team ninety two? Yes, okay. that's why I was. I was you like, were like, wait a sure. second. Sure, ninety six. Randy's like, I wasn't. I have no idea. Oh no, Randy, you're old enough. Randy's older than me. I always forget. I like. I'm thinking of Adam right now because every time we're here and Adam's in the chair, I like just make fun of like the fact that he was born in two thousand. Right. Like doesn't know Sugar Ray. Or he was born Ridiculous. in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Adam's. A There's child. a funny TikTok going around that's like you were born in two thousand and. And it just like stops. And you said and after 2000? Yeah. Kids these days, man. You want to do some questions, Sal? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Hey, guys. Well, isn't it the magic bullet himself? That's me. I just turned 26 and have been working at my first full-time job for about a month now. 
along with moving into my first apartment by myself. I feel like I'm a little behind the curve as far as life stage. And as such, I don't feel as old or mature as I feel I should. When did you start to feel like a whole ass adult? Was there any one event or achievement that made you feel more mature and put together? The quarter life scaries are beginning to set in for sure and a little direction would really help a brother out. Peace. When did you feel like a whole ass adult, Sally? Or do you? Are you still a kid at heart? Um, mm. Like when did you first live by yourself? When I went to grad school. I literally have never. Okay. I lived with a roommate all through my 20s. How old was I when I went to grad school? That was 2017. So you're like, you've never. I was 28. Okay. You've never lived alone? I didn't live alone until, yeah, I went to grad school. No shit. I I would almost call it living alone, though, because, like, when I, the my living situation before I was living with one other girl, like, neither of us mm-hmm. were ever there. Gotcha. Okay. It just didn't make sense for me to live alone, like, financially. And yeah. also, it was the kind of situation where, like, here's what I was going to say. My answer of like, I never really felt like an adult until I was doing stuff on the weekends. That wasn't just like going out and partying. Got it. Like my mid twenties, mid to late twenties were very much me living in a suitcase. Um, Oh, interesting. Part of that is just because I was a nurse. So, Mm -hmm. I had a really weird schedule. I would work like three on and then, you know, all my free weekends, I would be going to somebody's wedding or going on a bachelorette party or going on a girl's trip. So literally, I just remember being like probably 25 or 26 and being like, I haven't unpacked this. Like, I'm just like skimming shit out of the top of the suitcase, putting new shit in. Yeah. And then I would come home and like leave the suitcase on my Totally, floor. yep. Totally packed. Till I had to like do it again. No shit. Um, and part of that was just the circumstances, like what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I really felt like an adult until even when I met Will, until like I probably went to grad school and I was like, okay, like I'm living alone. Mm-hmm. I'm like staying in on weekends. I'm like walking my dog in the morning. I don't. I don't know how to like explain. I don't think that there's certain tasks that you do to like make you feel like an adult. Yeah, I can think of there's like specific moments where like li- I think living alone is a is a big one. Living like, alone is a big one. If you can financially support yourself and like et, et cetera, right? That living alone is a big like oh shit I'm an adult moment, mm-hmm. and you're responsible for cleaning and cooking and uh, all of that that goes into it and decorating. Um, a couple of like the funnier ones are like when you go shopping for patio furniture on a Saturday, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're, you're old. Um, when your couch no longer touches the wall and you have a floating couch, which is obviously different depending on how your apartment is set up. But like, I remember being like, oh, I can't wait to have a floating couch. Mm-hmm. That means you're old. Yeah. Um, when you get excited about staying in and like a documentary's on, you're old. But like old is wrong, right? You're you're an adult. You have an adult taste. Yeah, that's different than wanting to hammer Coors Lights for four days straight. 
yeah, to me, it wasn't really an age. It was just like a moment in time. I kind of agree about the like, when I stopped, and part of it was circumstance. I went to grad school. I like didn't have time to be traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. But the other thing was like, I would just be like, oh, I have a free weekend where I'm not traveling or have plans to day drink or whatever. And I'm literally going to go like to a Lowe's mm -hmm. to like buy a plant. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff right there. Um, you walk in, you're just like, oh yeah. But at, at the same time, on the flip side, when I was pregnant, I remember being like really freaked out that I was just going to like lose the ability to like leave on a whim and mm -hmm. be able to like travel when I wanted. And uh, you know, go out without having a babysitter and sure. do whatever. And then I kind of, I like said something like that to Will and Will was like, we don't do that now. Like, you, you know, <laughs> like what, are, like how's that going to yeah. change anything? And I mean, it, it, it <laughs> has changed a little bit. I do think, I, I think everyone has like some sort of core life crisis in their mid twenties mm -hmm. and all of it is just because you're comparing yourself to what other people's situations are. A hundred percent. And for me, I was the single friend, like, up until I met Will. And like I said, I was I was not settled. Like, I was living in Houston, but I was, any of my weekends that I wasn't working, and I worked, like, at least one and a half weekends out of the month. Yeah. Um, any of those weekends that I wasn't working, I was gone. Like, and I wasn't in Houston, so I never felt settled. I never felt like... I have a home base or I'm, you know, really like I, every apartment or house that I lived in until I went to grad school, I would like move my shit in, but like I never hung up pictures. They would just like sit on the walls or sit like, like propped up against the wall on the floor. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about that today, like the last townhouse that I lived in before or the, the townhouse that I lived in when I met Will, I was like living in the master suite it was massive and okay. i straight up didn't even have sheets on my bed half the time oh like, my gosh that was one of my friends would be like you're a freak why are you just sleeping on your bare mattress Ugh. with your comforter and like sally i know i that's shocking to me and i was just because i was the nurse and i would like i would i would go to work for 12 hours a day come home pass out get up do it again and then yeah. i would leave and, like, so I would, like, wash my sheets and then just, like, not make my bed for days on end. Yeah. That is the mark of a person who does not have their shit together. <laughs> okay? So that, when I started being, like, yeah, I'm going to make my fucking bed was mm -hmm. probably when I was, like, I'm an adult now. Okay. I like that. Yeah. There, I was going to say, like, that's a perfect example of something little that... You know, a, a lot of little adult things kind of start happening in your, in your life where you want this or you do that or you start waking up at 7 instead mm -hmm. of like 8.30. And all of a sudden you just, you sort of look around you and this this is sort of what spurs on that quarter-life crisis. You're like, oh shit, I am an adult. And you look around and you're like, that's a charcuterie board I bought. That's a um, TV that I mounted myself. That's a... Uh, you know, those are throw pillows that I spent all day looking. I'm like, yep, mm -hmm. that you kind of just all of a sudden it hits you. So I don't know. I, I kind of a little self-reflective there, but. 
yeah, everybody kind of goes at their own pace and and it's uh it's enlightening and freeing to feel yourself becoming an adult i'd say i yeah i i feel like i never feel as older mature as i should like this guy's saying he doesn't feel as older mature as he should be yeah there are like parts of my life where i'm like wow I'm mature now, like yeah. having a kid. Yeah, that's a pretty big stuff. But then at the same time, I'm like, my parents did that when my mom was like 22. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm 32. Yeah. So it's like, everyone's benchmark is different. Sure is. Sure is. You know where my benchmark is for this weekend? What? Like a million dollars on DraftKings. Oh, wow. Because if I don't get there, I'm going to be mad at myself because week three of football is in the books. A million dollars. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, Sally, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet on $1 on any football game. Listen up. You don't want to miss this. Sally and Randy. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and bet $1 on any Week 4 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. Now, if the Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, Randy, Indiana, shouts, is it? It is. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests, of which one of them is a million dollars and of which I am entered in. We'll see how this yeah, goes. We'll see how it, it goes. Be you. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Download it and use promo code WASHED to receive $150 in free bets when you place a dollar bet on any football game. That's promo code WASHED this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Pick up Aaron Rodgers this week. I like his matchup. Picked up Stefan Diggs this week. I like his matchup. Uh, let's give let's get of a running back. How about uh, how about a sleeper? Give me Mark Ingram of the Houston Texans. We'll see what okay. he does this week. Must be twenty one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania. That is, you must be twenty one or older. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling gambling problem, excuse me, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. How about a voicemail, Sal? Let's do it. Ooh, the play button would be helpful. Hey, Brett. Um, and everyone got a got a good one. I just broke up with my girlfriend of about three years. We were living together, and just things didn't work out. Um, but it wasn't a bad breakup. It's not like a fuck you. I'm never going to talk to you again. It, it sounds like we might be able to still be friends in the future. For reference, she's moving back to California, and I live in Seattle, so... Um, we're going to have distance between us, but I guess my question is, when is it kind of okay to start talking again as friends, if that's what we both want, and, you know, obviously keep it as friends, but at what point is it 
uh, safe or appropriate to do so. Thanks, guys. Uh, I love calling in, and I love having you guys help. My man. First off, condolences on this. Did he call right after the breakup? It's, like, it, so, yeah, it sounds like he was walking cops back. Cops were there. Like, boop, boop. Like, yeah. Yeah, yikes. When, uh, when can you reach back out and give him the old, hey, how are you? <sighs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, I've been guilty of that. Okay, I kind of feel like if you are breaking up with somebody of three years, mm-hmm. you kind of maintain the like, as long as you, it's not ending on horribly bad blood, like one of you didn't cheat on the other one or something, mm-hmm. it's probably appropriate to like check in in a few weeks and just be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Doing okay? Obviously, this guy knows the situation best. Like, mm-hmm. if it's really mutual, I think that that's probably fine. If it's not, like if it was not mutual, like she's still in love with you, you broke it off, you need to give that other person space, right? Like yeah. you need to give the person grieving the loss, like time to move on to, and, and not be in their mind of like, Oh, one day they'll take me back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you I can't think that leave. If the, if it's a breakup, breakup, you can't leave the door open correct. to heal in the near term because the long term it fucking beats people up. Right. Like you don't want to be, even if you, Say you want to stay friends and uh, you care about that person. If you really care about them, you have to give them space to, like, move on. Mm. Um, and vice versa, if you're the one being dumped and, like, you're not over that person, I think probably the best move is to, like, let it lie and just move on. Yeah. Oh, man. But I... I don't know. It depends on the degree of closure that was established at the Applebee's that they broke up at. Yeah. I fancy leg. No. Breaking up. No. Okay. Please don't Over egg it. rolls. No. It, does Applebee's have egg rolls? I, don't I think, think it's so. Chili's. Chili's does. Egg Southwest egg roll. Um I don't really have a need to be friends with exes. Okay. They're part of your life. You care about them emotionally. Mm-hmm. You, you've been through stuff with them. To be fair, I'm going to just be bluntly honest. I probably don't have anybody in my life that fits that bill. Um, of an ex that you're friends with or not friends with? Both. Like, I don't have any really significant exes. Oh, okay. I Will see. was I like, see. probably, and is, like, my first and, like, only super serious relationship. Like, everyone else... There's people that I like. Dance floor makeouts? No. Uh, there's people I had relationships with, but nobody that mm-hmm. I'm like, you were such an impact on my life. Got it. No, like, you spent Christmases and. Correct. Yeah, I got you. Um, but obviously, that being said, there. when you're in a relationship like that where you maybe thought you were going to marry this person or you've met their family or you've spent holidays with them or, you know, you li- live together is a huge one. You obviously know that person intimately and they were a part of your life. But I'm also like, is it serving you to still be friends with them? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like, yeah. you weren't friends with them in the first place. You were you were their significant other. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're losing. 
I mean, you are losing like a friend and a confidant and et cetera. But like when you met this person to be in a relationship with them, it's once you cross the line of we're in a relationship and living together, you lost the like. You lost the friend. You lost the friend. You are intimately. It's not like you're like, oh man, I really miss this friendship. Like you also miss the relationship portion. So I'm like, get get friends and yeah. your significant others. I hear you. I for me I feel like I would no matter the breakup mutual I wanted it or she wanted it. I would want a degree of follow up like hey, just hope you're doing well. I think that's totally fine. Okay. I think that like on their birthday, hey, happy birthday. Happy hope birthday. Hope everything's, everything's going well. okay. Yep. Like Merry Christmas. Something, love something a, that, love a good Merry Christmas text to an ex. That yeah. was like that was the move. And, but I mean, anything that like you, <laughs> he has with this girl that like you know they bonded over. Like maybe he sees on her social media that like she's with another guy. No, Just but kid, I'm, I'm saying kidding, like I'm kidding, I'm her sorry. sister's wedding. You're yeah. like, hey, saw this on Instagram. Hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally, totally fun, harmless and fine as long as it's actually harmless and fine. You're not like Angling trying to for like. A, Right, you're not trying yeah. to dangle something or being possessive or mm-hmm. or on the flip side, like, hey, I hope you're fine at your sister's wedding. Like, I miss you. Like, no. Yeah, don't no, hit like that. Tell the family I said hello. No. It's like, yeah, duh, no. No. They don't They don't need your hello. No, sir, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't but know. But time frame, probably a month in my mind. Yeah. That's, that's probably a fair... A fair like um, amount of space and time, because time is the only thing that heals any breakup, any really anything. Time heals literally all, and I'm a very firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, but probably a month is a good. Hey, just checking in. This doesn't have, don't take this for anything more than a hey. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Type of thing. And I don't know how to follow that up if they're like, no, I'm not fucking doing well. Then okay, e- cool. yeah, cool. Bye. Cool. See ya. I I don't know. To me, like once I'm done with something, I'm done. You're done. Done. It's not. It's like yeah. I learned, unfortunately, from like a very like tumultuous relationship with somebody in college. It's like why why pine going back. Yeah. And to me, I'm like that relationship wasn't serving you anymore. So like, why do you think it's going to continue serving you in a different role? Mm-hmm. And I am sure that there are examples of people who are like best friends with their ex. Sure. But to me, I'm like, you broke up for a reason. Mm-hmm. Cut it like, dogs fly. cut it off. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I, I see. But on the flip side, I, and if some, if some big life event happens to them, mm-hmm. like happy or sad, I think right. it's always nice to reach out and just be like, Hey, yeah. Congratulations. Or like, Hey, condolences. Like, so sorry about your dog. Mm-hmm. Like loved him, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's a nice, kind thing to do. That's human, especially that's on a good ending. Or, or right. not, not, don't good, be not the good, asshole but... who like cheats on someone and then yeah. be like, "Hey, saw like saw your, dog saw your sister's like in the hospital with COVID." Oh. Like, like no one wants to hear from you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yikes! I think we covered that. Okay. Let's go to the next one, Sally. Hey, Brett and guest. Try to condense this as much as possible, but it's long. Spoiler alert. Didn't condense it. 28, living in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
and have been with my girlfriend for two years, and mostly things are going great. However, we have some disagreements on our future career goals that I'm trying to figure out if we can work through them. For context, I'm an engineer, and I lucked into getting my dream job out of college. Work is enjoyable and mentally stimulating, good coworkers, and I make a good salary. Call it between 75 and 100. Okay. Some might call it settling, but I wouldn't mind spending my entire career here as the opportunities for advancement and the low cost of living in Ohio mean I can have a great life. I came from a relatively lower income family, so I've already come pretty far from where I started, and I'm sometimes not sure I want to risk losing where I've come. My girlfriend, however, grew up in a very motivated, driven family. Both her parents were high up at, let's say, a company that probably makes all your detergent and toothpaste, among other stuff. Procter & Gamble? Yeah, Procter & Gamble. JJ? Yeah, Universe or uh, what's the, what's the you, never mind. Procter & Gamble's a good guess. Um, Johnson? Yeah, J&J. There's a, there's a U one. I, I can't fucking think of it. Universe, it's not universal. Oh my God, Unilever. That's what it is. There we go. Uh, among other stuff. So she's always looking for the next step up. She's getting her PhD in biochemistry. She has to STEM here. But after graduation, she wants to move out to the Northeast, preferably New York City, because she says that's always, uh, because she says that she always wants us to be pushing and not be average. I agree that it's good to strive for success, but I really enjoy where I am in life. And I don't want to mess things up. Furthermore, there really aren't many jobs in my field where she wants to move, so it would require me to change what I do a lot. I love my girlfriend and really want to spend my life with her. It's just that I don't know where to go. I'm on the girlfriend's side here. I am too. Yeah. Here's the deal. Um, if this girl was coming to me and telling me all this, I'd be like, leave his ass. Bye. But I'm not going to say that because he's the one who wrote in with the question. Yeah. Um, I'm sympathetic to his thing because he's making a great living right, I in get Cincinnati. It. But I, I get it. He's making a great living at a job he likes, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. That's awesome. Proud of him. This is, she seems very driven mm -hmm. um, to me. Long term, this isn't going to work. This is a irreconcilable irreconcilable difference mm -hmm. this is a rift that her she will not change she will not and, and even if she stays where she is she's gonna want more there's always gonna be part of her that wants to like like dreams about it right and that is going to be as detrimental right because the relationship she's resent him correct so um uh, to pull back of the curtain a little bit, um, Will and I, not that we're in a, we were ever in a similar situation, but I, um, Will and I are both motivated individuals yeah. in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it more of a, like see something, want it, set the goal, do it. Whereas Will's mm -hmm. more like self, like he 
is more self-motivated and like it's stuff that he wants to like improve upon on himself versus okay. like mine's more like material based. Yeah. Like, no, I, I'm the same way as you. I'm, yeah. I, I like have the picture of the house I want to build one day. Right. I have a picture of the golf club that I would like. Uh, there's all that like already planned out in my brain. Right. And so we balance each other out well, I think, in the sense that like I set certain benchmarks that like we that I want that mm -hmm. I like force him to do and vice versa. Like he's a lot more like introspective than I am. I think sometimes mm -hmm. anyway, that being said, um, we push each other, which is important. Like he tells me all the time, like, I'm so glad that you pushed me to do this. Yeah. And on the flip side, like I'm so glad that will is incredibly driven and like hardworking, et cetera, because it makes me, want to do better too mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying totally and even though we're in totally different fields like i went you know my job required me going to grad school and getting a doctorate his job like he's a self-starter like created you know is a co-creator of a company and like all the stuff that he does by himself for like sunday scaries all of that like we're different on those ends of the spectrum but we mm -hmm. both have the same goal in mind which is like we're gonna make goals find a ways to achieve them yeah not that this guy doesn't have goals but he's he's very content where he is and i don't think well, he's he, settling. He, he's already done what he wanted to do more than he like more than was not expe expected is the wrong word but like he's already he's already made it right he's already which is met which is awesome that, he, that i'm i'm proud of him for right. doing that and and he's he's hooked on a he's hooked on to a, a girl that's like wants wants more right and right so here's my advice to him i think one he is gonna ha if he loves her mm -hmm. and wants to be with her and wants to like be with her for the rest of his life he's gonna have to follow her lead yeah um but he also needs to realize that there is a chance that like she's one of those people who's never gonna feel like she's settling mm -hmm. like never gonna feel like she's reached like like right now, Will and I are in a spot where I'm like, okay, we're very happy with what we're doing and it's working for us right now. That doesn't mean that it's going to be the same thing in five years. Yeah. Content doesn't necessarily mean complacent. Or... But we're both on the same team of like, okay, if you change your mind about like what direction you want to go or where you want to live or whatever, mm -hmm. the other person's going to be on board. Like that was part of our, you know, understanding getting married and like, yeah. Yeah. Is she the type that, like, she's going to move to New York and have this job and, like, be happy? And then there's a chance one day, like, that you're going to want to move somewhere and she's going to follow you? Or is it going to always be about her, number mm -hmm. one? Like, you got to ask that. Like, are you in this together or is it, like, her driving? And are you okay with that? Right. Because if you are, great. Mm -hmm. If you're not, we got to reexamine things. But I think, I think there's already a big hurdle to overcome of, like, he needs to decide, am I going to follow her? To let her pursue her dream, mm -hmm. or am I like gonna hold her back and have her resent me? And probably feel guilt over that too. Right. Or maybe this is just isn't the one. Correct. And that's okay too. Because there are plenty of girls out there who would love to be in the situation with him that right. he's in and very and that's content, not a very bad happy. Thing. Right. Absolutely. It's just, I, I think it comes down to communicating with each other on how 
how would it affect you to stay? How would it affect you to move? And how would it affect you to go one and one? Mm-hmm. She moves to New York, you stay there and see what happens. I don't think, I don't think that's the scenario you go with, but no. um, I think you examine, you know, you're, he mentioned he's an engineer, right? Um, he's got, he's got some chops. He, is, he like can't do engineering. My guess would it be ag or something of that yeah. nature, right? Agrochemical oil, yeah, right. Where New York is obviously very financial based, and mm-hmm. but that being said, the fact that there's not a lot of jobs in that industry in New York is almost a good thing for him because he stands out, and companies need somebody who knows that part of the country or that field to be in New York and and consult with or be a part of. Right, that right. there's an opportunity there if you if you kind of want it to be. Uh, of value right i think a lot of this boils down to like if you really love her you're gonna you're gonna do what she wants yeah right like and not you don't always have to do what she wants but but this this seems like something that it's it's this or done yeah in my opinion agreed because it can't stay the same she will not be happy Mm-hmm. There's always an intrinsic motivator that she's going to feel, and, and that's he to, can't he can't be upset by the fact that like she is happy with him, but not going to be wholly complete with yeah. just him. Well, absolutely, and that's okay. Absolutely, not every person should put that much stock in another person. Yeah, and I I'm saying that as a married woman, like I love Will, but there mm-hmm. are other things of my life that I do that fulfill me, and it's not just Will. Totally. Totally, and that's that's and she super healthy to be in a relationship with someone she loves, mm-hmm. and also pursue a career that she wants. Totally, totally, totally agree. You know what she could do when she moves to New York? Wow, what? Uh, get on a ritual with our friends at Ritual. Wow, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bio-available forms that your body can actually use. Here's what you won't find, Sally. Sugars? Nope. GMOs? Nope. Major allergens? Nope. Synthetic fillers? Nope. Artificial colorants? Uh Uh-uh. Plus the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design make taking your vitamins easy. I'll speak on that point. The delayed release vitamins go to a part of your stomach that's less sensitive, so you don't feel like you just took vitamins. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I currently take Ritual postnatals, actually, and prenates. I did not get them. I should have taken the prenatal ones. Okay. Because one, first of all, vitamins in general, and I really didn't start taking vitamins until I got pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. make your hair and skin and nails like amazing. Biotin. Yeah. To make your nails grow like crazy. Uh, but, Which Ritual has, by the way. Yeah. I I stupidly went with a different prenatal, and even though my sister used Ritual. Okay. And then I switched Ritual when he, they became an ad sponsor, mm-hmm. and I was like so mad at myself that I didn't do it earlier because I was so sick during pregnancy, and mm-hmm. the vitamins make you feel like shit yep. on top of that. And then when I switched to Ritual, they're like minty, and they didn't, like, you know when you take vitamins on an empty stomach and then you like get really nauseated. Absolutely. That was happening to me constantly. 
And that doesn't happen with yeah. these. And so, I like actually enjoy taking them. I know that sounds psychotic, but I have to take them with some other stuff that I am currently taking postnatally too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like literally mix them with other tablets. And I'm like, okay, I'll have the mint taste in my mouth and like mask the t- taste of other shitty stuff. Yeah. They're the best. You pop the, I, I sometimes just open the, the box or the can and just smell get them. a little, little sniff before I take it. Yeah. It's awesome. I, lo- I love my ritual and, and I legitimately feel better taking them. And their supply chain is traceable. You always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from. So you can go on and be like, oh, this vitamin B3 is from Norway. Or this, this turmeric. I don't know if there's turmeric in it. If there's not ritual, I'm sorry, but something's in there from Italy. That's tight. I can go see. It's available, like Sally said, for women, men, and teens, prenatal, postnatal, uh, currently natal. I don't know if that's a thing, but it's 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 for everybody. <laughs> so I was just, la- just, like so just laughing at Men's and women's Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they will refund your order. Here's what you got to do. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual's often listeners of the mail-in podcast 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. Let's do the next one, Sally. Brett and guest. I am a 21-year-old college senior who recently went on a coffee date with a new girl that lasted six hours on a Sunday. Safe to say things went very well. We plan to see each other again soon. While this is great and definitely something I think I want, I can't shake the feeling that anything this becomes will have a built-in half-life with my graduation coming up. FYI, she's one year younger and may attend grad school after she finishes undergrad. How do you get around feeling subconsciously pessimistic about relationships and focus on living in the moment? Ooh. Oh boy. Okay, I kind of changed my mind about this, actually. Oh, okay. So pre-podcast, we were talking about this question. Yeah. This is not from Adam, by the way. And I said, it doesn't matter. You're too young. You're not going to end up with her. That's what I said. Damn. Right? Okay. Breaking hearts. I was like, he's 21. He's about to graduate college. Okay. Statistically speaking, the person that you meet in college is not the person that you're going to end up with. Statistically speaking. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I wish I actually knew what the statistics were. But, like, think about how much you change from 21-year-old, you know. Spoiler alert, a lot. To 30-year-olds. Yeah. A, an insane amount. Arguably, like, some of the most growing up you do ever. Yeah. Um. But that being said, mm. I, I, as you're reading it, I'm, like, remembering that Will and I's, like, first ever FaceTime was like no joke five and a half hours no we shit didn't know each other I mean we'd like texted a little bit yeah and it did not make sense he lived in Michigan and I lived in Houston and but he was moving here right at the time no oh okay okay and I, so I didn't like I was like I'm never gonna meet him wow like this is random whatever yeah. um honestly they're like the how do you get around feeling subconsciously pessimistic pessimistic about relationships and focus on living in the moment you get over it when it's the right person and i know I like that that's that. like a shitty 
way to explain something mm-hmm. because like how do you know yeah you like, just know you just know yeah. and like again horrible advice like why am i saying that but like i think when the time comes it's like the shitty advice people always give like when you're it'll happen when you least expect that which like mm-hmm. honestly used to piss me off so much because i I was like the single friend. All my <laughs> friends were like settled and like had, you know, fiancés and yeah. shit like that. And you're at El Tiempo and you're like, for your friends are like, don't worry, Sal, you'll, you'll meet somebody. And then I like met this dude on the internet. Yeah. And I was like, for some reason, really into it, like really open to it, even mm-hmm. though like it didn't serve me or like make sense or anything like that. Sure. And then I just like let it happen. I think if it's important enough to you if you felt a connection with somebody you just let shit happen Mm -hmm. and in the same sense of like every other relationship advice we're giving this podcast about like people living with their girlfriends or people trying to move or deciding what to do with their lives etc like when it's the right person you just make that shit work Mm -hmm. because you care about them and you want it to work 100% so if this girl's the right girl for you at 21 years old she probably isn't but she might be statistics say (laughs) then you just make it work i mean people do long distance it sucks but i mean you're in a long distance relationship right Mm -hmm. now i was in a long distance relationship for three years yeah was it three years damn yeah like longer than three years yeah three years at least um i mean it you just make shit work yeah when it has to and I, obviously there are like you know the first guy who called who broke up with his girlfriend she's like mm. moving like i don't know if that's why they broke up but like there are times when like you make shit work until it doesn't work anymore and that happens and that happens too and that's fine that's but life i think you just have to realize like it's not about the mindset of like living in the moment. It's like deciding if you want something or not, you know, like if if you want to date her, then date her. And don't worry about this ticking clock. Right. It's the worst way to worry about the logistics. Like if you, if you want to spend your life being like, okay, I'm graduating, I'm moving across the country, then focus on that. Life is no, life is too short to put, Alarms on anything. I've yeah. learned that this year uh, pretty candidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be looking f- at a date on a calendar, living your life with that date in mind. And that's hard for some people. That's it's really hard, hard for me because yeah. that's what I did. Right. And now I'm I am very focused on day by day living living today because right. I don't know if you get tomorrow. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way, right. unfortunately. But um, to, to quote my friend Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, yeah, life uh, finds a way. Right. And I know that that's like not helpful or analytical or like is really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like a live, laugh, love sign above your fucking door. But like... Judy. <laughs> honestly... When you want it to happen, you make it fucking happen. Absolutely. Whether it's a girl, whether it's a job, whether it's, I don't know. Anything. You want it to happen, you make it fucking happen. You fucking make it happen. (laughs) You fucking make it happen. Yeah. And I have 
I have stories of that. But also and your child, so like most likely <laughs> you're gonna break up, like you're never gonna start a relationship with her and like likely you won't like look back on it and regret this it. This reminds me of like uh high school like summer flings. Yeah. Where you'd be like, Oh, but she's going to she's going to Harvard in the in the fall and I'm going to Michigan. Are you, are you like literally talking about like summer catch with like Jessica Beale and Freddie Prince Jr.? It's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I, but you know what? It's funny. You look back on stuff when you're older and, and maybe maybe you did end up with your high school sweetheart. But it's so funny when you're that young and you're like, we're going to make it through all of this. And then mm-hmm. you realize like people change drastically. Absolutely. And some people do make it and some people don't. And there's a lot of growing. But that's okay. If he wants to make it work with this girl and then in three years time, they're just not the same people that they were at the coffee shop. Then that's fine, too. You just... Six hours on a Sunday. Yeah. They could be. They could be. I don't know. I my, my direct advice for this question is build it, do it, and don't worry about this random date in your head where you know you're graduating and she's whatever. Don't worry about it. But also if it stops serving you, this is my other point. Like if you're graduating and you want to focus on like hanging out with your friends and like living yeah. your life and like getting ready for the next step. And like I feel like my senior year of college, especially my last semester, was very much focused on like I made the friends that I have. We're mm-hmm. going to spend every moment together, whatever. And that can be hard too. Like if you're starting a new relationship with somebody, are you really – do you really want to spend the next six months of your life starting a new relationship with somebody that you are going to miss out on all these times with your friends? Like, yeah, it's true. And if, if she's worth it again, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't know. You have to decide what's important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, I feel like all that was like really ambiguous, but I, like in like really like, yeah, we, we, uh, we went around on that one. I, I like I don't know how to like yeah, give this guy a definite answer. Because you don't want to get his hopes up by saying, Don't worry, it'll work out. But right. you also don't want to crush him by being like, Stop it. Don't do that. You're an idiot. Right. The the, the answer's in the middle and it's you went on one date, go on three more dates, and see what you if think. You like her enough and to live, keep it going. He says, How do I live in the moment? You just have to you just have to. Yeah. At some point. Like you just have to look forward to what's next in your day versus looking forward to the end of the week or being scared at the end of the week. Like you just have to, you just have to do, you have to do it. There's no way, there's no like magic formula just for living in the moment. do it like Nike says. Yeah, like Nike says. Speaking of funding terrorism, just kidding, Nike. Oh, whoa. Shots you know who would never do that? Who? Our friends at Movement. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts. Can the dog stop barking? Can we get the dog next door to stop barking? Please. Thank you. Who brought their dog to work? Do we need to it's, cut this out of the No, I, we're leaving this because movement's getting their money's worth. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all of the rules with fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs. Movement grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe the dog is barking because he's pumped about this ad read he's uh, does movement make watches for dodge no they're about to now mvmt excuse me movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from your screens minimalist jewelry and more essentials that don't break the bank all designed out of their california headquarters my favorite style sally that i've worn forever is the rose gold white uh white setting 
and brown leather strap. It has been with me through thick and thin. It's done weddings. It's done this. It's done that. And it's been with me since I probably was 23, 24. You girls big into the blue light blockers. Let's go. Got some clear frames. Let's go. I don't even, here's the thing. I don't need glasses, but I wanted to be a glasses person. Sure. Okay. Because I think I look dope in glasses. Okay. And I was like, here's the deal. I don't mm-hmm. need a prescription, but the blue light, blue light blocking would be a plus. Yeah. I spend a lot of time like looking at screens, and mm-hmm. I can't sleep at night because of all the blue light. There you go. So now, bonus, get to wear the glasses. and Look dope. Yeah. Get your blue light blocked. And, and actually, I wear them at work because I need eye protection. Ooh, from like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, w- but I wanted like cute glasses. I didn't want to wear like the plastic ones. The science have. fair goggles. Yeah. So you the, I don't, I don't technically need goggles. I just need something that like has a, a barrier in front of my eyes. Got it. Okay. So now I look smart. I look good. And I'm, they're like trend. You can wear them to like a bar now. Yes. They're they're getting like trendy, aren't they? Yeah, but you can't tell that they're blue light blocking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They just okay. look like glasses. Got it. Okay. I love them. I love them too. Frames. If you want to elevate your look like Sally did or mine, watch wise, uh, with style that doesn't break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash mail in. Again, that's movement.com slash mail in. Um, Sally, we've only done four questions today, but we are running at time. So, do you want to do shower thoughts or one more question? Um, I think we do this last question because I prepared for Number it. Number six. Yeah. Okay. Hey, gang. That, that's yeah. the one? All right. Let's do it. Last question. Hey, gang. This question is part, partly specific to Sally. Probably why she prepared for it. Yeah, doy. <laughs> My girlfriend is looking into doing travel nursing and is very interested in Austin. Do you have any recommendations as far as which hospitals to look into or to avoid? Also, which neighborhoods would you recommend for a couple in their mid to late 20s who like quiet but don't want to be far from nightlife? Okay. Sally I'm not going to lie to you. This is not the question I prepared for. <laughs> Damn. But I can speak on this super easily. Okay. We can do this one quick and go to, the, go to that one. Let's do it. Let's do it. What yeah. do you got? Okay. Uh, there's two hospital systems okay. in Austin. There's Davids. Seton and St. David's. I work at the St. David's hospitals. They're both fine. Uh, honestly, I'm going to tell this girl, DM me because I'll help you out. Oh, tight. Okay. I love our hospital. You should work there. Um, neighborhoods in Austin. Mm-hmm. We lived off South Lamar, which I loved. Yep. Um, where we are now in Terrytown is more of like families. Okay. Um, but I think like, Honestly, if I could do it again and I was younger and single and or like didn't have a child, I would probably do East Austin. East Austin is hot in the streets. I just feel like whenever we're down there, Will and I always are like, East Austin's more like the Brooklyn. 100%. Like there's so much going on. I feel like it's a little more eclectic. It's And it's it's very young. It's like. Very, very. Like 25, 24. Yeah. Even more than like 28, 29. Yeah. And so. I think East Austin, um, Cherrywood's really cute. Okay. Um, obviously, like South Congress, South Lamar, South First. All yeah, you can't go wrong with the three, the, the three prongs down south: South Congress, South First, South Lamar. 
Mm-hmm. All really good. All young. Uh, the only thing you kind of run into down there is like pricey. Yeah. And it's going up like by the day. Yeah. East Austin is still not manageable. There's it's Austin real estate is, is all through the roof. But East Austin is really cool for a really good price. Or you come out with me and Randy, Southwest, kick it with us. I forgot. Is, did you move? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I forgot. I moved uh, Southwest Parkway by Carve. Oh, is that why you're always at Carve? That's why, yeah, I can, wa- I can walk there, honestly. Okay. Um, honestly, Austin's expanding so much, you're, like, not going to be in an area unless you're, like, very, very in a suburb that yeah. it doesn't have something going on. Correct. Austin, and it's, like, my buddy moved from New York, mm-hmm. had lived in Philly and lived in New York. And he was like, I was looking at Austin on a map, and I thought it was so much bigger than it is. But when we got here and we're driving around, it's like, oh, you can just get places. Yeah. Like 290 to downtown to the bridge, for example. Yeah. In a major city, when you see that loop on a map, it's like a 20-minute drive. In Austin, it's six. Yeah. So it's a smaller city than you realize, so you really can't go wrong um, on where, where you're at. Right. But- East Austin would be my uh, probably probably one A vote, and I liked the South First South Congress yeah. area too. But it's a it teach their own. You're really never far away from anything cool. If you want a nursing job, hit me up in the DMs. Let's go over to that last question that Sally prepared for. Brett, my girlfriend of over a year and a half and I do not live together, but spend literally every night together. Sweet. I don't think that's super normal. It is. But I love her very much, and we will live together at some point in the relatively near future. This leads me to my question, though. How do you tell your sig that you need alone time? Tonight, all I wanted to have was two beers, play Age of Empires, a.k.a. the greatest video game of all time. Randy enjoyed that one. I don't know much about Age of Empires. And go to bed. She was not thrilled, Sally. How do you do this with your Sega that you live with? I love her to death, but also value slash oftentimes need alone time and space from everyone, not just her. Thanks for your help and your advice. Okay. The reason I prepared for this one is because this was me and Will. Will just wanted to be alone, have a beer, play FIFA, mm-hmm. not have me breathing down his neck, mm-hmm. and just like... It, and it used to hurt my feelings so much because I honestly was like, we, we spent like every, you know, waking. Well, okay. Uh, when we were long distance, like yeah. when I was here, we would obviously spend every waking moment together. And then like there of was course, like a yeah. six month period right before grad school that we basically lived together. Yep. Well, not really. I lived with my sister and he lived at his house, but we spent every night together mm-hmm. and he was like, I have to, have time by myself and yeah. i was like what the hell that's so rude <laughs> like i was just very what? confused yeah and now like having lived by myself without him and especially now that we have a child i'm like people need time to decompress and be mm-hmm. by themselves 100%. even if it's just like scrolling your phone yeah like you give me need... give me 30 minutes to look at twitter and yeah. nothing else and sometimes it takes a lot longer for the other person to realize that and there's nothing wrong with you needing space even if you love that person to death, you just need time to like be with your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not like that until recently. And it took Will being like sitting me down and be like, I need time alone. Yeah. 
It's important to my mental health. Uh-huh. I'm going to do this. We're going to spend time apart. And I'm not going to see you today or tonight. And it, that was like hurtful to me. But then what Damn. he did that was very helpful that I think would help this guy out would be like, okay, tonight I'm going to be it by myself. I'm going to play FIFA. I'm going to drink. We're not going to see each other. You're not spending the night. But tomorrow, do you want to go on a date? We're doubling down. Yeah. Or like, we're going to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to spend a ton of time with you. So I think, one, you have to explain to her, like, you have to just sit her down and be blown with her. Like, I need alone time from everyone. I just need time by myself. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go out with a friend? Like, first of all, suggest something hard for her to do. Gotcha. If, if be she's careful with that. Who, but. who doesn't want to be alone like I was, like, yeah. then suggest like she go with a friend to get a drink or something like that. But then also follow it up with like, hey, I'm going to spend tonight by myself. Tomorrow we're going to do this or this or this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like give her an option for like a date or like, you know, cooking dinner together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Spin, follow it up with like, we're going to have quality time tomorrow. Hundred percent. That's how you fix that. I got you. I'm 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 Will. I need I need like my alone time to do whether it's like just zoning in on my TV or like thirty minutes of Instagram or thirty minutes like I yeah. just need that's my decompress. It's like my yeah my mental just safe space mm-hmm. or like golf for example. Yeah. I I, I run that's into just trouble with for golf. Girls to understand. <laughs> I really do. I yeah. and like I think. It's probably personality wise, but like for me, it was like I wanted, I want to be talking to somebody. I'm the type, I'm the person, I'm exactly like my mother. Mm-hmm. When I'm driving, I use that time to call people because I'm like, I want to talk to somebody right now. Interesting. Okay. And so when I call Will, he's like, Can I, we have to get off the phone. Like, I need yeah. to do stuff. And I'm like, Just talk to me. Just say, say whatever. So then I'll like call my mom. Yeah. And then that actually works out great because she's the exact same way. She just wants to talk to somebody too. So we just, chat each other up that that's my personality uh, and okay. it sounds like this could be this girl's personality too like, it's, <laughs> it sounds similar yeah so encourage her to do something with her friends follow it up with some quality time yeah i will shout out shouts to caroline she's awesome in that regard where she's like yep i know you need i know you need time that but then like you better but then that. you better like you better get back on your horse and and right. spend time so i i think we have knock on wood She's gonna hear this and be like, "Oh, actually." But one on the but, flip side, also, um, learning to value your partner's alone time. So, like, mm-hmm. hopefully, it's gonna she make understands. them happier and a better person, right. and like, then they'll be more inclined to not re- resent you. One right? thing that Will and I have been really good about, especially having a kid, because when one of us goes out with the other one, the other person's taking care of Fritz. Yeah, is like not bothering the person. So when yep. they're getting their alone time, mm-hmm. let them actually have the alone time and not like texting and being like, hey, what are you doing? What's up? And that's harder for me than it is for Will. Like I'll go out and Will will like straight up not talk to me. <laughs> like he's like, you need the time to be with your friends yeah. and to decompress and to like be alone. Yeah. When Will's gone, I have to like fully make the effort to be like, like when he was on Micah's bachelor party, I was like, I just want to text him, like, hey, what are you doing? Just like, yeah. not because I'm concerned, but I'm like, hey, what's up? Like. What's, what's going and on? And I had Who's, to like what, what Mike to order? hold myself yeah. back and be like, you don't need to talk to him. Yeah. Let him have his time. Everything's fine. Like, mm-hmm. or even when he's like 
gone all day and I'm at work, like, like when he went golfing with y'all, or I think when you y'all went to Soho House to the pool, yeah, I was like, oh my god, like I want to be like, oh my god, how's it? How's the pool? Like, is it fun? Like, there's no reason why I need to check in on him. I just wanted to be like, hey, I'm really bored. Will you talk to me? <laughs> and yeah. he's like, give me space. Yeah, it's Damn. important. It is. It is important. So, so, what do I recommend to this guy? Is what Sally said. Turn it into a mutual beneficial mutually beneficial situation mm-hmm. take your alone time sit her down but tomorrow make an effort to double down on that missed time yeah simple easy i think that's pretty solid effective speaking of alone time i'll go real quick i had a shower thought okay and we can kind of quickly go through this yeah uh, spawn spawned from a tweet that i saw today okay that was basically um let me let me give you the exact tweet is it acceptable to work in a bar the way one would work in a coffee shop? Like, could I just bring my laptop to the bar, get a pint, and write a thesis proposal draft? To which I quote tweeted, if this is wrong, I don't want to be right. Because Sally, my favorite thing to do, probably my favorite alone time, honestly, is sitting in a bar with my laptop, which I'm about to do in... 20 minutes at fix at fix because their happy hour is phenomenal seven dollar uh we know why you're trying to get out of here you want to hit up the happy hour we get it i'm starving i'm honestly i'm so hungry and they do uh, like eight dollar bar happy hour bites okay um and i have to pee that's aside from the the hungry (laughs) stuff but this is literally where i feel i think most comfortable is at a bar with a little bit of din of of Ambience, ambience, ambience. Was, ambience and ambience was a little conflation there. Uh, and a bartender who you're friends with, shooting the shit, how's everything, knowing what drink you want, doing an hour, hour and a half of work, and then wrapping up and going home. I think and this I is love, totally acceptable. love that. In the right places. You cannot be doing this at Little Woodrow's at 9 o'clock on a Saturday. Right. And Thursday at 4 to 5? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you know what the vibe is like as long as you're not pissing off the staff yeah then that's fine here's one uh one thing you can't don't take a call at the bar a work call especially like if you're if you're doing that kind of work where sales or recruiting or whatever and you're like calls all day you can't do that at the bar you really shouldn't even be doing that at a coffee shop either no oh god people do it people do it with their freaking with their airpods yeah they're just walking around with like their phone on their hip and they're looking like you don't know they're talking to somebody because they just look so dumb talking right to their themselves. Ugh. I actually really like this move, but I, I agree. It has to be in an environment. Yeah. that's like gonna, you're not going to be in anybody's way, like sitting at the bar with the laptop open mm-hmm. and people are like trying to like actually party. Correct. Yeah. No, no, your, no, your space. Like, uh, Codependent has no laptops after six. Yeah, I, I like that rule. I do too. I love that rule. You're just if like you're in a, if you're done. on a laptop after six, and it's not an airport bar, a hotel bar, like I, that's uh, a great rule. Get, get off, get off your laptop and go enjoy something else. Right. Yeah. Well, which if you're at home, I'm guilty of being on my laptop at midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, at a bar, don't do it after six. I haven't opened my laptop in like two weeks. How? Because I I don't need it yeah, for work. Yeah, that's true. You're you're just your hands on. It's like kind of pointless for me to have a laptop. Actually, like I have it because I had it from grad school, mm-hmm. but like I don't use it. 
Because I have my phone. It, I yeah, I mean that's true. I'm I'm as attached to my laptop as I am my phone at this point. Right. I I need it. Well, I mean, I guess it's like my job. Like the only thing I use it for at this point is to like watch movies on planes. Oh yeah. Isn't that pathetic? Yeah. I thought I mean, you I and then y'all have an iPad too. Pathetic. Will Will loves his iPad. Will loves that. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. He's like it's it's so it's so versatile. Well, and he likes he uses the iPad like in a way that it has no nothing on it that he can do work from. So it's like oh, if it's he's like a going break like, machine. Exactly. Interesting. Like okay. he he like uses it to like he uses like some illustrator thing to like draw or like mm-hmm. watches movies on it or whatever. But like when he brings out on a trip, it's like I'm using this because I'm not going to open my laptop and be like tempted to do work. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, do you have a shower thought, so? I feel like I've had a lot of shower thoughts already, okay. like sprinkled in this whole episode. So yeah. I'm not going to like. Is that your coffee mug, too, that you brought to the studio? The ass one? Yeah. No, I think that's Dylan's. Yeah, somebody sent that to him. Shouts to, shouts yeah. to the listener who sent that in. No, I actually have this um, circling back. Uh, bison. Shouts to our friends at Bison. Bison. Stainless Very steel. nice stuff. Uh, that'll do it then. Yeah. For the Mail-In Podcast. Uh, shouts to our guest-turned co-host. Yeah. Let's go. I Am I ha- the pink person on the mail-in logo? That w- well, that was Kayla. Shouts to Kayla, but we can change that. Okay. We, we don't have to be AIM characters anymore. I mean, we can be AIM characters. Okay. I'd prefer my face not be on it. Okay, deal. Well, you just have to pick your uh, your activity other than receiving mail. I love getting mail. Done. We <laughs> Look at that. I'm already we in it. We keep it. That's fine. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Randy, you have a good time over there? Sally, you have a good time? I had a great time. Hit us with a subscribe, rate five stars. Review, tell a friend about the podcast. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, like our down bad friend did. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at MailInPodcast. Sally, where can the folks find you, the new co-host, officially? Sally DeFries. Of the Mail-In On podcast. Instagram and Twitter. Boom. Easy. Randy, thank you. Sally, thank you. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.